Hey everybody, this is Flavio Romeo, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So we had the opportunity of connecting with Tanvi Matthew. Uh, she is the owner of Emerge Counseling and Coaching Center in Ridgewood. We had her on several months ago, and, and now we wanted to bring her back on because with everything that's going on with mass shootings and suicides and all this, we thought it'd be a good idea just to, to get some tips and some, some help on how to identify if someone else is having any kind of mental health issues and also how to find help uh, either for ourselves or for our loved ones or friends, family. And uh, she gives some great, some great tips on, on, on how to do that and how to take care of ourselves. All right, enjoy the episode, everybody. Everybody, so so here we are. We're at Carlos Bagels here in Hawthorne, right on Lafayette Ave and Warburton Ave. Uh, they have an amazing assortment of bagels and treats. They have uh, gluten-free as well. But that's not why we're here. We're here because we're talking to Tanvi Matthew. And I said that right, right? Yep. Okay. Tanvi Matthew. She is the owner of Emerge Counseling and Coaching in Ridgewood. And we had her on a few months back, but we wanted to get her on again because May is mental health month and this is and with everything that's going on yeah. with the mass shooting i mean all you have to do is turn on the news and you're going to go insane just watching the news right uh so I, i'm glad that you came on thank you thank, thank you, so you for much. having me so so mental health month i mean you hear a lot of oh this is this month and this is that month what what, what happens during this month in your business in the mental health business we're just bringing more awareness to everything that's happening around us, all the stigma that's attached to mental health, that's one of the big things. We want to break that stigma so people can feel more comfortable and supported in reaching out and getting the help that they need. Just talking, you don't always have to get professional help. Just talking about it openly, more comfortably with you know, their natural support system, friends, family members, even co-workers sometimes, whoever it is, because you never know who else is going through something similar and getting a lending hand or even lending a hand, you know, to other people, um, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah, I feel that oftentimes people don't want to share because they, you know, it, it, most of the time you look on Facebook and everybody's like, look how great my life is. Yep. I'm on vacation. I had a steak. I did this. I did that. And so everything looks great, but you don't know what's going on behind that veil, behind right. that door. So everybody has skeletons in their closet. It's all about keeping up with the Joneses. We see it on Instagram, right? Um, everybody has those picture-perfect bodies yeah, with yeah. the faces and the families and the jobs and the cars and the houses. But everybody's got something else going on underneath, right? And we all, at some point in our lifetime, experience stress. We all know what anxiety is. We all know what anger, depression is as well. Some people just go through it longer periods of time. Some people have multiple episodes, but we all can identify with it at some point in our lifetime. And it's important that we talk about it and support each other. I think oftentimes also, I know that you you're, practice, you deal with children as well. Yes, we work with um, kids 11 and up. 
So we have Catherine and Shanta, those are the two therapists that primarily work with the children. I'll work with children as well, but I work with more of the high profile cases if I need to step in. Yeah, and oftentimes, if parents you know, are in denial that, well, they're just going through a phase, right. or they're just going through this, or they're just going through that. Meanwhile, there are red flags that come up, uh, yeah. and, and how would you encourage those parents to, to, to address it or to confront it, not confront, but just how to deal, how to deal with that. So we don't want to use the words confront. We don't want to use the word. I know, I took it back. I took it back. We don't want to use the word deal. What we want to do is we want to engage. We want to engage in a, in a healthy dialogue with our kids as constantly as possible, as consistently every day. Um, I know everybody, we all lead daily busy lives. I know in my home right now with three kids, we're scattered all over the place. Sometimes we're missing things. Uh, you know, we can barely say a hello and goodbye, but we try to make the time, even if it's five, 10 minutes, and I think I said this in the last interview with you, you know, just taking that five, 10 minutes just to see, not just how was your day, it was fine. It's tell me who you talked to today. You know, did you have any issues? Did you feel high? Did you feel low? Those are all important questions to engage. And the other thing is when we engage, we want to be able to have a dialogue. Right. We don't want to just respond with whatever our response is or we, whatever thought process we're having. We want to respond to their emotion, what their feeling is. Tell me more about it. Right. Right? Why did that make you feel that way? We don't want to just tell them everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Right. Because what we're doing is we're putting that band-aid on it and covering it up. And guess what? That band-aid's going to keep falling off. Yeah. And we don't want it to get bigger. Know, don't know what's, what, what create what... What, that episode that happened, you don't know what that's created inside of that person. Absolutely. You know, so much goes into our subconscious because that's where we suppress it. We tell ourselves, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. And then we have a trigger, and when that trigger ignites, we don't know where the reaction is coming from. Yeah, it's like, why did you react like that? Why yeah. did you do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, meanwhile, it could be something that's yeah. two, three months building yeah. up, building up, yeah. and then it's like a volcano. And it's not always PTSD either. Right? So sometimes it's little events that happen that really didn't cause any yeah. friction in our life, um, but it bothered us. It worked us. My but it happens was, enough times. Yeah. yeah it my, can my dad was like that. My dad would have issues at work. He was a tailor. And, you know, he'd talk about how this person, how he can't stand this person or that person, but, you know, he, you could tell that just things, he just, he never really talked much about it. So right. it would just build and build and build and build. Right. And then it would be that volcanic eruption. Right. It's like, what did we do? Right. What did we do? So you were never trying to figure out a. He was never trying to figure out a solution as it was happening. No, he, he just spoke dealt. about it when it was a problem, right? Yes. So he was more problem focused instead of solution focused. Yeah. So when we're solution focused, we take these steps day to day, communicating, engaging, having the dialogues, that healthy interaction, and it takes a few minutes. It should not feel like a task. These are our children. Right. These are our family members. These are our friends. And it should not feel like it's a, a strenuous task to have conversations with them. Yeah. With with, I mean, now the biggest topic right now are all these mass shootings. I mean, every time you every time you turn the TV on, it's another mass shooting. It's another mass shooting. We had in uh, where my, my my wife and family grew up in Highland Park, Illinois, was the big one last last Fourth of July, and they knew. Now he's a man, but they knew the boy growing up, you know, growing up the whole time. And 
I mean, do, do when you have seminars and you, when you go to these, do they talk, address these kind of things, or how do you how do you try to navigate through these things that are happening that are so visible, like you know it like this. Yeah. And growing up, it wasn't like that when I was a kid. No, I, I never mean, heard about anything. No, we used to have just fire drills, and once in a while we I've would have it. an earthquake drill. Now my kids come home and say they had an active shooter drill, and what a they lockdown! They do. They have that in school. Yeah, they have to do it once in a while because it's preventative. It's happening so often. Right. I mean, so I mean, I, I commend the schools obviously for doing it because they're trying to be prepared. Hopefully, it doesn't happen. Right, but. Um, yeah, this is, this is what the world has come to. We don't, you know, I'm seeing even in um, conferences and the seminars that we go to, they've become more interactive now. So we do more openly talk, of, have these discussions about okay. real, real world, real life happenings. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, how can we address it? How can we tackle situations? And we all think, you know, we're, we're one person. How much can we do? But one person can prevent a lot. Yeah, if, if, absolutely. If, our, if we keep our eyes and ears open, you know, we just have to be diligent in understanding behaviors and pattern changes in people's behaviors. Um, you know, what so, and this has to be the most difficult thing for a problem. I'm going to have you scoot over a little bit. You're just oh. slowly getting out oh, of frame. Oh, sliding <laughs> off. Okay. I want to see more of you, less of me. Uh, so, when... when I think oftentimes, again, you know, parents are in denial about something that's happening. If they're going through a phase or they're doing this, right. are there are there things that that parents can look out for, like little little signs or things that? I mean, I know it's different in every every person, every family. Right. But are there things to to keep an eye out for? Patterns or changes or? Oh yeah, there's so many things that we can take a look at. Socialization, change in socializing, right? Um, sometimes kids will start to, not even just kids, adults as well. Adults will do the same thing. Um, you know, isolating, withdrawing a little bit more, sudden change in groups of friends and the people okay. that they're um, spending time with. Um, and if they're negative influences, we need to take a look at that as well. For kids, grades in schools, are they continuing to maintain or are they dropping? Um, aggression, you know, not just physical aggression, but verbal aggression. Yelling out, acting yeah. out. Eating habits. Um, okay. A lot of times, like, dietary things will change as well. Uh, they will have an appetite suppression at times. Um, family in the family dynamics changes in interaction with parents and siblings sometimes if something's happening outside the home they can't you know they can't um, express it outside the home or they're you know so when they come home they might let it out on their siblings and parents um, I mean there's so much to look at are they are, are they communicating with the parents activities do they look a little bit more lethargic are they giving things away? You know, personal, oh, really? personal, yeah, personal, meaningful items. Um, that's a sign of somebody that could be thinking about um, self-harming or suicide. And you know, self-harm is one big thing as well. You know, if people right now, we what we're looking at is one in four people, one in four, have had thoughts of suicide. Really. One in three have had the thought. Of or have actually self-harmed. Really? Yeah. Now, self-harm. Give me examples of self-harm. So self-harm is, um, you know, cutting. You know, we hear a lot about that. Um, 
that, that's the biggest thing is like where, where do they self-harm. Sometimes we also consider certain food restrictions and um, also self-harm. Burning, um, that's another one. Sometimes people will do it in places where it won't be visible. Can't see it. Yep. So, but then that's another good And those example. are also indicators of certain traumas where the self-harming is taking place and, um, you know, how deep. You yeah, know the yeah. length of the cut. So there's a lot that we take a look into. It's it's very extensive. Um, yeah, and oftentimes they'll do it in a place like you said where you can't see it. Yeah. But you know maybe they used to wear a certain kind of a bathing suit, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they change and they don't want to. Yeah. Just to hide it. Yeah. T-shirts or whatever the case may mm -hmm. be. So again, just small little indicators of of what might be happening. Right. Yeah. I mean, my heart goes out to the kids. You know, bullying and cyberbullying and. I was bullied as a kid, but you know, I was bullying was at school. I got out. I'm with my friends. I'm with my family. Right. I had to deal with it again at school, but now with the cyberbullying, it's around you all the time. It's all the same. There was a, a case in uh, in Central Jersey where this young girl, I think she was 14 or 15, mm -hmm. and, and she was beaten up in school, mm -hmm. and someone had videotaped, yep. and that that post went viral, right. and she ended up taking her own life. Yeah. I mean, teen suicide is. is Clearly on the rise, and it has been on the rise for some time. Yeah. And I, I, and I just look at it like I, I see what what happens on social media. I have to imagine that that's got to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, n nobody wants to ever get that call that oh my God. it happens. Right. You know, and in my 20 years, I've gotten that call twice, and it's it's hard. It, it's hard because. You know, you, you, you feel these people are doing what they can to get through and really make better living out of their life. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, when you're, when you're down and out, they feel that there's no other option. And that's why the support is so important. You know, having somebody just know what you're going through so they can check in on you when you're not able to check in with them and let them know, hey, I'm low. Because if you dip that low enough, it can be difficult to reach out. And the thing is that help is, help is, it's right on your phone. I mean, it's, it's that close. Everywhere. And I mean, I, I know that there are emergency numbers you can dial mm -hmm. if, if you feel suicidal. I, yeah, we have all the numbers I can give them to you after. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll put those up. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's amazing because once you do get help and once it just gives you so much hope that right. you're not boxed in a corner and you can see the light and and you know I, I encourage you know all you guys that if, if you yeah. see issues with your children or with yourself you know emerge is certainly one place you yeah. can turn to I mean what, there's so there's so many resources you know I always tell people anytime give me a call I'm always getting Facebook messages Instagram messages text messages not just from strangers, I get it from friends of friends as well, you know. Where do I go? And it's not always going to be me that's going to be able to help, right? So we have to assess the situation and take a look at what right is person. it that you need. Yeah, you know, it's, it, and sometimes we have to look around because everybody's not going to be the right fit. I know I'm certainly not the right fit for everybody, you know, but I'm, I'm here to help.
um, and we need to advocate and we need to put it out there. And I think we're starting to get there. We're starting to scratch the surface. People are more willing to talk about it. I see a huge change in the population I'm working with. You do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, right now, I would say that my most, I used to primarily work with women, and now I would say 50% of my caseload that I'm working with currently is upper um, is middle-aged Caucasian men. I I understand that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. And, I do get that. And and they see the change, and it's helping their families because they're putting themselves out there to make their lives better, and it creates that ripple effect that I always talk about. Yeah, you know? yeah, it spreads to the family. Helping yourself, you're going to be able to help others. Plus, you're also modeling for your family. Yeah. you're modeling for your children to be able to say, listen, I have an issue that I have to deal with, I'm going to therapy, I'm, I'm working on it. And then all of a sudden, if, if, the, if the children have issues that they have to deal with, like, hey, listen, you know, you know, it, it, it's more open now. You can talk about Absolutely. it more. There's yeah. no shame in it, right? Yeah. We don't, listen, I mean, if we have acne on our face, we go to the dermatologist. If we have heart issues, we go to the cardiologist. This is very invisible, and that's what makes it so complex because we can mask it. You said it earlier, right? People on social media putting it out there, this perfect, picture-perfect life, but perfect does not exist. Right. No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. Perfection does not exist. It's a very subjective term. So we need to be able to identify what does success and happiness mean to us and how are we going to make sure that we attain that for ourselves and our family. What is the value system that we're looking for yeah. in our lives? What would you say, if, if someone's watching, a parent or a grandparent or a child, what would you say to them? What would you say to them? Like if they're, if they just feel like I'm at the end of my rope, you know, the other part of it is when your child is going through something, you're clearly going through something. You don't know how to handle it. You don't know how to deal with it. So in that respect, even just the parents reaching out and saying, mm -hmm. I need some help. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to get through. Mm -hmm. what, what would your recommendation I would be? say reach out to your school's guidance counselor so they can help better direct you. I would say start calling different therapists. There are community centers. There are so many clinics that we can reach out to. Um, in New Jersey, we have Perform Care, NJ Perform Care, which is a great, great resource because they do a full clinical assessment um, in depth. Perform Care? Perform Care, NJ, I think it is. Um, I'll give you that information as well. But Perform Care is like the central care system. It's part of DCF, the Department of Children and Families. And you know they do the assessments and they determine what type, what level of care these kids might need or the families might need. You know, sometimes a kid, might, child might need residential care. Sometimes they, they might need a caseworker, um, and those caseworkers follow them. I know the system is completely overloaded right now, but the, there is accessibility there. You know, the resources are out there. There are even situations where IIC where the therapists will come in the home to oh, do really? therapy with the, the child. They will do therapy with the family, yes. And these are resources that people are not familiar with or don't know exist. Yeah, so yeah. there is something for everyone. There's always an option to help yeah. the situation. And I, I feel that, you know, there are times when parents say, I can't afford it. I can't afford going myself. I can't afford sending my child. 
to a therapist and again like you said there are ways to to get through that there are so many ways and if you go through perform care and they determine that you meet the requirements they will assist in finding the right services for you but it is out there. But you I guarantee you. You have to be the one you to have take that to, step. Yes, yes. It's not going to come and find you because if you're not talking about it, no one knows it's happening, right? The more you talk about it, somebody has access to someone. I believe in six, seven, eight degrees of separation, right? Somebody knows someone. Yeah. So reach out. Talk but you have to it. talk. You have yeah. to talk. You have yeah, to have you have to be open to it. There's, you know, we got to let go of that stigma and the stereotypes. Um, you know, mental health doesn't always mean psychosis and complete instability and somebody's, you know, there, there are so many different levels to it. Yeah, it could just be rough and, waters, you're going through a rough mm-hmm. patch. Just. And we want to make sure it's preventative care. That's what we want to do. We don't want to be reactive when something happens and now we're explosive with all these fires to put out and where do I go, how do I do it? It's this utter chaos. We want to stay organized, and we want to create a growth mindset, so we can function and be happy. Well, uh, listen, I, you know, it's it's May is Mental Health Month, but it's it's something that's you know 24/7, 365. It's, yeah. I mean, it never goes away. It's not like just all of a sudden in May everybody's having these issues. You know, no. Issues are year round. So being able to because it's hard, it's hard to, you know, people, because I know I'm guilty of it too. I, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to deal with it. I'll get over it. Yeah. I'll get through it. And then other things happen and now you feel overwhelmed. Right. And you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Right. I can't get this off. It's not a diet. Right. So yeah. think about when people work out and they have this target. I want to lose 20 pounds. They lose that 20 pounds. If you don't pay attention, you're, you're going, going right, right back, back there. there. You're, going right, you're yeah. going right back to it. Right. Self-care is daily it's not just one hour a day self-care is from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed are you checking in with yourself what type of place am i in do i need a break right now do i need to talk or do i need need a moment to myself you have to constantly check yourself especially when you're in a low you have to figure out where you're at and what it is that you need that special attention has to be put on yourself and you have to be a little selfish yeah. during that time more specifically yeah because you got to take care mm-hmm. of yourself yeah you, you do it in every other way you yeah. have to get yourself a cup of coffee or you go get some water you know so at least taking a time out so i know every once in a while i get i get i get overwhelmed about something i have to take a step back and say what what is what's happening mm-hmm. why am i feeling this right now mm-hmm. and it, you know i start to break it down at the okay so this all right so i need to i need to take care of this i got this is yeah. weighing in the back of my mind let me get this off my table, off my desk, and then I can move on yeah. to these other things. Because if, if you just let it sit there, it just things pile up on it. Then you don't even remember that anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're dealing with this all the time. All the time. Well, listen, it's it's Emerge Counseling and Coaching. Uh, but as Tommy said, it, you know, it's a great resource. Give them a call. Talk to them. Share what's going on. And, and they'll be honest. If, if they can't... If they can't help you, they will give you the resources that you can reach out to to get the help that you need. Yeah. No, it's not just about coming to emerge. It's about just taking care of your mental health. Yeah, no matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. 
And I know that now there are even places I hear them advertise on the radio where you could just do telephone. Yeah, there's a lot of... Or Zoom. Mm -hmm, there's a lot of telehealth. All the, most therapists are doing telehealth still. Telehealth? Um, but yeah, there's like BetterHelp and uh, all those new um, services as well. Yeah. Where, you know, you just sign on and that's that. And at, least, at least it gives you, especially if you feel stuck and you feel like there's no way out. Right. You're, you're a phone call away. Your yep. phone call away yep. from changing your life and changing the life of everybody around you. So, listen, I, I, I thank you so much for thank coming you. on. I really wanted to have her on because, you know, with, with with everything that's going on in the news, and, and you don't have to watch the news. Oh, God, no. Stay don't away watch from the it, news. Please. Stay away. And by the way, we are going to start doing the good news of the week. So, we are going to do that where we're just going to bring good news every single week about things that are happening around you focus on that focus on on the positive things that are happening and and if you do feel trapped if you feel concerned you don't know how to deal with what's going on around you reach out reach out to any of the services perform care i'm going to put the information there we'll put some resources at the end some phone numbers where you could reach out to or just give time via call it's it's free to call you right if they call yeah. you it's free to call just say i don't know what i'm doing i'm at the end of my rope i'm drowning help me and and she'll give you at least she'll give you some guidance on where to yeah. go to try to find the help you need because it's it's easier than you think it, the yeah. tough part is just reaching out for the help that's it just moving towards that first step yeah it's difficult but once you get into it it's a relief it's so much weight off your shoulders yeah. that's what it's described to me as so yeah thank you so much <laughs> thank you it was thank a you pleasure. guys and, and uh really you know reach out and and make the phone calls and take care of yourself when you take care of yourself you're taking yes. care of yourself your family your friends everybody around you and and you're modeling for the people around you and your family yeah. so Pay attention. encourage you guys to do that right, thanks again thank you all right be well and be healthy everybody